Chapter 9. The Secret Princess. Heather stared at Smalls, shaking her head. How can this be? My sister, he went on, has been protected by my father's friend for many years. She is unaware of who she is. We did this so she could live without the burden of constant peril that I have lived under. All of our other siblings have gone over to my oldest brother, Winslow, who rules at First Warren as a puppet governor for Morbin. They are slaves. She is free, and she has been free of that terrible choice. Therefore, the faithful lords have accepted her as the appointed heir, should anything happen to me. She would be queen, Heather said, sadness surging through her. Yes, Small said, a sad smile on his face. Heather felt like collapsing. She stumbled back, reaching for her chair, nearly knocking it over as she sat down heavily. She thought of her life at Nick Hollow, of all that had been kept from her while she lived there. She remembered how painful it had been to stand at Light Hall on Cloud Mountain, surrounded by the ten windows showing past and future glories, and learn the truth about the Long Treader family. She had centered her identity in the hope the tenth window showed Smalls crowned and ruling the mended wood. And now she felt the frayed threads of her story begin to unravel again. Her head swam. Pickett sat beside her and took her hand. Who? she heard Pickett ask. She could not even raise her head. It's Emma, Small said. Heather looked up, a wave of relief washing over her so suddenly that tears pooled in her eyes. Then, just as quickly, it ebbed, replaced by a growing understanding of what this would mean for her and for her dearest friend. Emma is your sister? Pickett asked. Yes, Small said. It is a great secret. No one else must know that she is a princess, that she is THE princess. Not even her? Heather asked, looking intently at Small's. You won't tell her even now that you're leaving? No. What if something happens to you? Heather asked, tears spilling from her eyes. She should know. She should hear it from you. She has wondered about her family for years, and to think that she is a princess, that she has a family. She has to know. On this I remain firm, Heather, the prince said. She has a family, yes, most of whom are traitors. I know what it is to carry this burden. I know what it is to be hunted and betrayed. I would do anything to spare her from what I have experienced. And it's more than that, Uncle Wilford said. It's for all of us. It makes sense as a tactic. If only a few of us know, then the chance that our enemies know is that much smaller. Since my brother Garton turned, betraying King Jupiter to his death, we have had an endless series of betrayals. None of us has to look very far. From Small's brothers to my brother, from Chalabat to Kyle, traitors abound. Even King Jupiter's older brother, Bleston, would not acknowledge his brother as heir and left before his coronation. This world is teeming with traitors. It's the most effective of our enemy's methods. It is sadly only too true, Lord Ramner said. Heather was stunned. She felt pulled in many directions. Her devotion to Smalls, to Emma, and to the cause. It was a jumble of confused loyalties. Beneath it all was a river of relief sliding into an ocean of foreboding. Can I trust you to be faithful? The prince asked. Yes, Pickett said. Always, Heather said, but her heart grieved. Not because of who Emma was, or even because she must keep it secret. There was more. Now that she knew the contingency plan for what would happen if Smalls were killed, she felt a weight of woe settle on her heart. It was as if Smalls already had one foot in his grave. A silence lingered, and only the crackle and hiss of the fire could be heard. Heather looked at the flames and longed for her lost home and her father's tales. She realized that she lived inside those tales now, but it brought her no joy. We must go at once, Uncle Wilfred said. Yes, Lord Blackstar agreed. Ramnor, I leave my children with you. Assign them wherever you see fit. Very well, Victor. 
Lord Ramnor said, I know what it means for you to leave them with us. They are accustomed to vigilance and are entirely trustworthy, Small said. I have known them for many years. Heather and Pickett, I'm so sorry. In all this, I have forgotten to introduce you. I'd like you to meet Colden and Hyena Blackstar, old friends of mine from my rambling exile. We have had some adventures, he said laughing. We are due some more, it seems, Colden said, smiling. His sister was silent, but she smiled at the princess too. She was strikingly beautiful, her fur black and shimmering, and her air one of confidence and grace. She seemed like someone out of a story. Heather did not like her. May I suggest you consider leaving Hyena to be with Emma, Lord Blackstar said. She has been trained to fight and could serve as a last line of defense to protect the princess. Heather started to object, feeling protective of her dearest friend, but she trusted Lord Blackstar and Lord Ramnor. She tried to silence her nagging doubts. Certainly, Lord Ramnor said, nodding to the prince. And Colden? I have an idea, Homer said. As of today, we are short one fowler. He would be an excellent choice, Small said. We must go, sir, Uncle Wilfred said. Yes, Lord Blackstar replied, hugging his children and whispering in their ears. They nodded gravely and smiled at their father. Heather winced, a great pain of heart seizing her. She looked over at Small's, and he met her gaze. I am sorry to be leaving, he said. Very sorry. Then everyone was looking to him, and he addressed them all. Thank you, friends, for your faithfulness. We are beset by many dangers, and traitors multiply in the dark. It will not be so in the mended wood. In the mended wood, everyone repeated, though the words were more solemn than cheerful. I am grateful for you, each of you. We go, but we will return. Look for us when hope is almost gone. And always, for the sake of this wounded world, he said, looking at Heather with a sad smile, bear the flame.